0: Hello, and welcome to Beer & Money, a financial fireside chat for professionals. We work to simplify your finances so you can enjoy your life. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Burklow and Alex Collins.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Beer & Money. I'm your host, Ryan Burklow. With me, as always, Alexander Collins. Hey, Ryan. It's good to see your face. Good seeing your face. Uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine the other day. Uh, We both know him. His name is John, and I'll leave it at that. Uh, And we're leaving voicemails with each other. And his voicemail was, uh, (laughs) he whispered, help me. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like John. And then then I I followed back up with, uh, I left him a voicemail saying, I miss your face. So
2: <laughs> telling
1: that story pretty that just reminded me of our voicemail, uh, our voicemails. So John, if you're listening, you're welcome.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> so in our last episode, Alex, we were, we were talking about how many people have the, I do what to explain it, this mindset around when they're looking at their finances, that if they have to financially plan, they have to suffer some version today to have a better self later on. And we were going through all the details of really what that is. And, and we ended on, you can actually have a good life today and a good life later on. And it just depends on, on how you look at your money and what all's going on.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is, it's a situation where there's, there are so many different layers to this of, you know, folks thinking that, uh, that there's a net cost to an advisor. And yes, advisors do charge fees, us and others. Uh, that's, that's not I'm not trying to take that away. At the same time, if we're not adding value, don't hire us. If you've already hired us and we're not adding value, fire us. Yep. Like we, we only want to work with folks that we're actually able to improve their situation. So any fees that we charge should wind up being a net positive to the client's situation uh, through all of the value adds that we do for clients, not not a net negative. And it wasn't
1: just about working with advisors. It's just planning in general around money. People think that, well, if I plan around money, I'm going to see that I'm overspending in some area, which means I have to then cut back my lifestyle today so I can have a better lifestyle later
2: on. Like that's really what enters their mind. Right. It's this zero sum concept. Right. And, and and so much of, of what we do is really designed around you know finding inefficiencies with, with money and fixing those inefficiencies, whether it's uh, whether it's debt, whether it's protection, whether it's savings. Um, you know, whether it's uh, single use dollars uh I mean there there's so many different concepts out there of like ways that we can go ahead and help folks be able to be more efficient with their cash flow and with uh with the dollars that they have to work with uh the the goal is really to go ahead and make sure that we're that we're taking care of tomorrow and at the same time we, we don't want to impact the today's We, we want to keep we want to keep the savings um roughly the same. Um, I mean, in an ideal world, we get to the point where we're saving 15 to 20% and, and from the numbers, uh, that we know from, uh, uh, from nationwide folks aren't doing that. And there's ways that we can help people build towards that without taking away from lifestyle today. Um, it's by taking, uh, percentages of, of future growth and future, future raises and things of that nature that help get us to the point where we're actively saving 15 to 20%. But, uh. The other component there is if we find an inefficiency of, say, 5%, like, okay, let's take 100% of that money and apply it towards savings. And now we just found a whole bunch of money that can be redeployed in a much more effective and efficient manner.
1: Yeah, and what you're speaking into is just understanding of what all is going on in your financial picture. Like, what does your balance sheet really look like? Step one, let's go there. Where is all of your money? Right? How much do we have in debts? How are we putting towards the debts? How much do we have in assets? How are we putting towards assets? And that's actually more difficult today than it used to be because we have how many different institutions that we log into every day? Uh, yeah, a few. A few. So, right? So, we're not, please don't take this, this episode as we're like preaching, like we're perfect over here uh, in terms of like not understanding what real life is. Um, But what we are here to talk about is you can have that life, that good life right now, and you can have that good life later on. You don't have to suffer right now if you Mm -hmm. actually start looking at some sort of financial plan for yourself, whether that's with an advisor or just having a conversation with your spouse. And we we alluded to this in the last podcast, and it starts with your money, like philosophy or values. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? And in the last podcast, I, I brought up you know, my personal philosophy or values, and I, I was talking about this Porsche that I've been looking at buying for like three years now. And every time I go to a dealership or every time I think about going back to the dealership, I'm not a car guy. The car's really like, it's going to be fun to drive. Don't get me wrong. But really after like a month or two, I'm going to be like, it's just like my old car that I'm sitting with right now, which is the 2014 Hyundai Sonata.
2: It, like, no. No, the Porsche is not gonna be like your 2014. It gets 100%.
1: me from A to B. It might get me there faster and more luxurious. Fair. Sure. But for my personal value system around money, I started looking at okay, if I did that, I, I would enjoy it for that month. But really, the luxurious that, that that true experience that I would want really would go away because I'm not a car guy. I really don't care that much. However, my my family's trips towards maui and my wanting to purchase a maui property relatively soon that's a whole different ball game for me right and that and could i afford a porsche right now and still save money i actually could but coming back to my my philosophy and values it didn't make sense and so having that grounded helps
2: it, it would delay when you're able to purchase that property. It would reduce down the length of time and the, sure. the number of trips that you're able to take. And so could you do both? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but you couldn't do both in the same magnitude. Um, so you're, you're, you're going to impact one by by choosing the other. Exactly. And that's
1: that's just a small example of different decisions. Now, do I follow that every, everything to a T? No, I, I don't. But if <laughs> I'm going to go buy a hundred and fifty thousand dollar car, I do take a second to look at it, <laughs> right? And and so and I realize those numbers may or may not be mean too much to you all listening. But think about the different decisions that you've made. And I'm not talking about the decisions of whether or not you should buy a Snickers bar or not, right? I'm talking about decisions that actually might be thousands of dollars. And does it really bring the value or experience that you're looking for? And that's hard. Well, it's hard to get there.
2: Yeah. I mean, what, I mean, even when we were just doing kind of like show notes ahead of time and thinking about it from that standpoint, uh, like a, a $3 a day daily habit is over $1,000 for the year. Now, like, again, our, our point is not like we don't want to micromanage this. We don't like for most of us, if we spend $1,000 more or $1,000 less in a given year, that's that's not going to be the be all end all. Um, and so we are not we don't want to plan down to the penny. We don't want to get like super micromanaging about this. The goal is from a broad standpoint of like, okay, hey, how can we better plan? And it's it's have a general sense of like, okay, what are the bills on a monthly basis? What are the things that need to get done that need to get paid? After that, we take a look at Like all right, let's make sure that we're protecting everything. Second of all, let's make sure that we're saving the appropriate amount and it's going to the right place. And then third, let's enjoy the rest of our money. And by walking through that exercise, budget is, it it ceases to be a four-letter word. And instead of now having the budget tell us what to do, we're actually looking at it from a standpoint of like, okay, now that we've accomplished the the, the bare necessities, we've accomplished protecting our, our bare necessities, and we've accomplished uh, the specific growth that's going to allow us to live the good life for the rest of our life, now... Everything else becomes freedom and flexibility. If we're a car guy, great, let's go spend the extra money on a car. If we're, you know, a family person, we want to go on vacations and trips, great, let's go do that. If we want a bigger house or we want a lake cabin or we want insert whatever your personal value is here, now you've got the freedom and flexibility with the rest of your budget to go do it. You know, if you want to say, okay, great, well, I wanted to retire at 65, but we've got all this extra money. And now like one of the goals is to be able to retire at 50 or 55 or 60 or whatever the number is like, okay, great. Let's start working towards that. Um, It doesn't matter to us what you do with the money. What matters is that you're proactive and you're intentional about the decisions. Yeah. And it goes,
1: you know, to your point, the, the budget is a four letter word Mm -hmm. and just because you could go buy the bigger house, doesn't mean you should because really take a step back like you know if you want to go american like tradition here right it's to get the bigger and better house it's to get the bigger and better car and this is like a yearly thing at at one point is the house actually not bringing any value like if i jumped you know my house right now is 3300 square feet if i jumped to 5000 square feet next year I'm not sure what value that would bring outside of maybe if it had a basketball court and maybe that would be really cool. And maybe I'd actually get in better shape. Like, I guess that's an aspect <laughs> of value that I, I mean, I could, could, could consider. I sure. could also go get a gym membership and play
2: basketball there too. So, right. Like, <laughs> and that's going to be way I'm, less expensive than buying an extra 1300 square feet. So what, what we're trying to tie together here is
1: we want you to spend your money. We, we actually do. We we want you to do it and think about what you're doing and base every decision off a philosophy or value system that I think most of us really, when we say that, I think everyone goes, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yet, we really don't actually have one. Right. Or we're married and we haven't had that conversation because maybe you have one and your spouse doesn't. And that's a whole different podcast. <laughs> right? it's, it's difficult. so. Yeah have the conversation think about it from that perspective and then as alex was just saying have that control piece
2: around around your money i mean it goes back to something we've talked a ton about it, control the controllables and like we can't control everything but the, like your budget is something that's really relatively easy to control um and you are 100 percent in control of that it's okay hey these are the things that i have to pay this this is the things that I need to do to make sure that my money continues to come in the door to me. Uh, if I want to live the good life down the road, this, these are the things that I need to do. All right, what's left over? Great. Now I have complete control and flexibility over that to do whatever the heck you want with. And it's when done that way, it, it it's. It's less bean counting and penny penny pinching and things of that nature and, and it's it's a really freeing exercise to walk through and to to get a sense of like okay hey look, here's here's what it is now everything else from beyond that is just a values judgment of like how do we want to to live what do we want to do? how do we want to spend our money
1: It has become very freeing. To many of our clients, uh, I'm sure you and myself, in the fact that when you're saving the amount of money that you know you should be saving, and you know where it's going, it's kind of fun. Like it's it's completely freeing to spend the rest. Like in the back of your mind, you're actually not thinking about well, maybe I shouldn't spend this money because I could save it for retirement.
2: Right. So. Well, the the other thing is is it, it's amazing. Um, like when you do make those those big shifts. For for example, like Heather and I bought um, what we're expecting to be our forever home uh, about three years ago. We went from a you know fifteen hundred square foot place up in Linwood to uh, you know twenty seven hundred square feet in Woodenville, and um, like we we more than doubled the the price of our mortgage and like it was a little bit of a of you know sticker shock after the fact of of like really realizing like how much we had stopped paying attention to just the daily budget stuff and now that we've got that completely back under control you know it's amazing how much f- more freeing it is to take a look at like oh hey these are all the things we can do um that we don't have to worry about yeah which when you know
1: where your money is going, which is kind of go to our our second point here, Alex is when you actually understand where you currently sit. Right, we already spoke about this when we first started talking about on this episode. When you know how much money is sitting in all of your different assets and how much money you have in debts, and where your money is going, how much money is going into savings and how much money is going towards debts, and you know the reasons why, it helps a a lot of a lot of these concerns go to bed and most Absolutely. Americans don't actually know that. Like, I bet you if we polled 10 Americans right now and said, what's your net worth? Uh-huh.
2: They wouldn't have a clue. Right,
1: they would they would probably guess,
2: and
1: they probably really, and they couldn't, and they would have to really think about it. Like they really couldn't under, they could not spout out a number that quickly.
2: Uh, I, I would guess that maybe four out of the 10, would have to ask you what you meant by net worth, if not more. Possibly. And so
1: when you know where your money's going, contrary to popular belief, it is actually freeing. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs)
1: Because when you don't know where your money's going, frankly, that typically means you're not saving money.
2: Or you're spending it in ways that you don't intend to.
1: Right. And so when we talk about you know we're talking about budgeting and alex brought up a three dollar habit which it's taken all my effort not to go crazy with that line right there what habit are we talking about here alex but uh, i think you meant coffee um <laughs> that's one of them <laughs> but right you mentioned this three dollar a day habit right that's that's what uh 90 a month break that down into a year that's a little bit less than 1200 dollars, right, right? we're not, like that's not gonna make or break anyone for the most part in a financial, you know, trying to plan or or live the life that they wanna live. However, when you understand where your money's going and you've got certain debts, let's just think about it from this perspective. If you've got 40 or 50,000 of credit card debt and you own a home and you have equity in the home, the fact that you have the credit card debt might be some overspending but if you have some equity in the home and you actually understand how the finances work and you refinance, that just may have freed up thousands of dollars per year that you could then redeploy. Some of that might even go to lifestyle, who knows? And some of that might go to the future self. But the fact is you have to understand where your money's sitting for that to even be an option.
2: Right. And like, you know, so many people are probably going, Oh, well, but I just extended out my mortgage by an extra, you know, five years, 10 years, however far into your mortgage you are. Absolutely. But we also need to take a look at like, okay, we just you know, freed up, it. to your point, Ryan, thousands of dollars uh, a year. It's entirely possible that we take some of those dollars and use those dollars to uh, chop off some of those years that we extended the mortgage, if that's important to you. The point is we have a lot more choice, a lot more flexibility, a lot more freedom. And now the dollars that we were spending on the on the credit cards are, are much more efficient. Now, are we, you know, is this a blanket statement that everyone should go out and refinance? No. Take a look at your individual situation and that will dictate whether or not this makes sense or not for you and your situation. It, it may, it may not. Um, you know, so much of it depends on the, the individual circumstances. Yeah. And that's just one piece, right? There, there's investment
1: fees, that you could be spending a crap ton of money on and not even know it. There's different asset allocations, efficiency of your portfolio that you might know that it, you're spending money on things that you're not actually recapturing. It could be could be other student loan or could be student loans or other debts. Like there's so many different places on a balance sheet that you can look at that could save thousands of dollars per year, which that adds up to a much bigger number than say the 3 dollars well, for
2: sure. Well, I mean think about it from a standpoint of like uh, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many uh, financial ads I've seen recently that talk about like, hey, how many, how many subscriptions do you have that are going unused? Mm. And and so now if you've got, you know, let's say uh, $200 a month of subscriptions that are going unused. Okay, that's $2,500, $2,400 a year. Like, you're you're not using it right now. It's just going out the door let's cancel those and redeploy them someplace that's gonna be more efficient and effective for you. Like that's, the, that's another example that oftentimes comes from this is like people realizing, oh, hey, I've got, you know, three different apps that I'm using for music. I really only listen to two of them. All right, let's cancel one of those. It's just being cognizant of this stuff will free up dollars and that can be, you know, put to much better effect.
1: Yeah, it's just understanding what's going on financially and this and what I hope we're trying it is coming across is this isn't us telling you to stop going to Starbucks.
0: <laughs> maybe or start,
1: right. Maybe it is. This is us telling telling you or asking you, frankly, do you know where your money's even going? And is there a purpose or value as to why it's going there? right? So, so that takes us to our, our last piece. And we, we've kind of already kind of spilled the beans on this one, but I, I think it's a good place to end. And now we've had a podcast around cash flow where we talk about when income comes in the door, where should we be using that money first? So, you know, our philosophy around this is protect first, right? To protect that income. Without that income coming in the door, you're not getting Starbucks, right? You're not, you're not, the value system doesn't really matter at that point because there's no income coming in the door right then if we're saving appropriately and what we mean by saving appropriately is rate of return does not make or break whether or not you live the life you want to live consistent saving habits and i can tell you right now consistent saving habits is not zero percent <laughs> right uh-huh. so we 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 push for 15 to 20 percent there those two pieces there allows, to Alex's point, allows you to spend the rest, go have fun with the rest of the money. So we're hoping this podcast is valuable. We're hoping this opens your mind in terms of, okay, do I have a value system? Do I actually know where my money's going? And if you look at it from the perspective of, let's let's protect, save, and then have fun with the rest of the money, that allows you to live the life that you wanna live right now. You don't actually have to suffer and, oh, by the way, you
2: planned, crazy. (laughs) Alex, anything you'd like to add? Uh, sure. Question of the day, Ryan. Yes. So the the question of the day, which uh, you can go to. Uh, I'm going to butcher it. So you, beerandmoney.net. You uh, beerandmoney.net. You can scroll down and uh, answer the the question of the day, which is when was the last time that you went through a a financial review to find the inefficiencies, and, and what was the result of that? What were you able to pick up by reviewing the inefficiencies in, in your in your current plan?
1: So we head to beerandmoney.net. Feel free to answer that question or send us a question that you'd like to us to talk about on the podcast. So we we do get actually people that respond to us, and not some of these episodes are because of that. So thank you for that. Um, if you're enjoying this podcast, please feel free to share it with your friends. Um, leave a review. Uh, on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play or Overcast or or every Spotify, um, uh, that that helps us let us know that a we're doing a good job or maybe we're doing a bad job, and B helps get that word out. This is all about helping you look at your money differently.
2: Um, and so for- uh, lastly, we also do welcome those the the yeah buts, like if there's something that uh, Ryan and I have talked about in this podcast or any others that uh, it, that stuck in your craw that you didn't that didn't make sense to you ask the question you know that that might turn into the next uh the the next podcast we might answer it for you absolutely so as always mr
1: collins cheers
0: this podcast is for informational purposes only and it's not to be construed as tax legal or investment advice Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Quantified Financial Partners, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 333 North Indian Hill Boulevard, Claremont, California, 91711. 909 Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, MEMBRA, and SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian, Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Number 2020-102040, expiration May, 2022.